As I'm sure it is readily apparent to you, Jesus has some excellent advice today for online dating, which is good because it's becoming surprisingly common when people come in to get married. I ask them how they meet, and now they say, uh, they used to say it embarrassingly, and now they're like, oh, we met online. Like, it's the most natural thing in the world, which is funny because I had a couple come in this past week, and I asked them how they met. They said, can you believe we met the old-fashioned way? We met face-to-face. So here is his advice. Be who you really are. Be honest. Don't pretend to be greater than you are and definitely don't belittle yourself. I think what people, you know what I think people want more than anything else in the world because I know it's what I want, is to be loved for being exactly who you are. Not having to wear a mask or pretend or keep secrets, just be with someone else and be loved for that. that, That's freedom. If this is what you want, then don't give someone the opportunity to fall in love with a version of yourself that isn't really you. So here's Jesus' advice in action. A friend of mine many, many, many years ago, a a friend who was a girl, met a uh, guy online and she wanted to go out to California to meet him. You don't want to do that with someone you just met online. And she showed me his picture, and I had to admit he was a good-looking chap. And she was determined to go, so when you get there, call me, make sure everything's okay. And she went, and everything was okay, except that his online picture was an outrageously good version of him, and she was disappointed when she actually laid eyes on him. And she admitted that she might have actually liked him if she knew what to expect, but she felt a little deceived and let down. It's like someone talking up a movie and saying how great it is and how much you're going to love it. And you suspect that, I think I would have liked the movie if people hadn't talked it up so much. We are so immersed in a market system that it seems right to oversell just about everything, including yourself, especially if a person is running for political office. It's almost like we expect for them to oversell themselves by a lot, and we're rarely taking them seriously anymore, except in, when we're very desperate. We even joke about it, you know, oh, politicians. It's the same with the advertisement feeds on Facebook, you know, all the miracle products that are out there. And you know, as you become a little bit more wizened, You start taking all of them with a grain of salt, especially if they start with something, the pill that doctors don't want you to know about. My Kindle has taken to recommending books to me, and you know, they put all those little teasers on there, by the acclaimed author, or thrilling page turner, or you will be up all night, which I am mad at myself for falling for it again. I don't even look at those anymore. For just such reasons, when it comes to relationships, Jesus recommends, be who you are. That's what humility is. It's not putting yourself down. Because think about it. Does your heavenly Father who loves you want you to take that advice? Put yourself down. Humility is best understood as truth, living in truth. And living on either side of truth 
to a greater or lesser extent just makes life more difficult. For instance, false humility, putting oneself down. I remember in grade school, we had an assignment and the teacher passed out paper and told, told us to take out our pencils and we were to write down everything that we were really good at. And yet we didn't do it. You know, we're like, oh, you're not supposed to brag about yourself, right? And she said, there's nothing wrong with admitting what you're good at. In fact, in the right circumstances, it's a virtue. The person with false humility does not step up to the plate or they require so much prodding and so much praise that after a while you just give up on them. So don't sell yourself short. Take pride in your talents. Don't be prideful, but take pride in your talents. Live up to your potential. Live life fully and be of value to the community. There's a magazine out recently, it's both online and in print, in which Lindsay Fullerman talked about her work on our mosaic back here for our restoration. She was interviewed and she said this, having knowledge of both modern materials and traditional craftsmanship and being able to handle projects large and small are a big part of what I do. I've done restoration work that involves gilding, sculpture, plaster, wood, and anything that's not structural. My favorite project has been the St. Sebastian Parish Mosaic in Akron, Ohio, a gigantic, colorful, abstract mosaic of the Last Supper, and it was having issues with tiles popping out, and the parish didn't know what the underlying issue was. It took a couple of days to find out where the cracks were coming from, and I spent a month up on this wall. There were whole pockets of loose tiles that I had to delicately put adhesion tape over and peel off the wall so I wouldn't lose them. Then I repaired the, I repaired the substrate, put the tiles back up, and ordered a bunch of matching colored tiles to replace the missing ones. There. She stated what she could do, and she let you know it. And if she hadn't, how would people know? How would we know to get somebody who could work on this mosaic? This is living in truth. Now, of course, at the other end of the scale is self-aggrandizement. The person who makes themselves out to be better or more than they are. It's like spending more money than you have. And there's that constant pressure to keep up appearances and that threshold after which there is disaster and people stop taking you seriously. It can also be frustrating and lonely in this way. This is the person who does not ask for help even when they really need it. This person tries to get by with, without having to ask for help and gets angry and frustrated and furious when other people just don't happen to be able to read their mind to help them out. So how do you solve that? What does it take? Living in truth. Realize that you need help and ask for it. And what's the result? A happier life. This is humility. So here are some tasks for humility. If you fall short or are in over your head or have done something wrong, admit it. Then it can be worked on, worked out, worked around or solved quickly before someone gets angry and going, why didn't someone say something about this? If you accomplish something, accept the credit because now we know that we can count on you. 
we know that you can do a good job. I can trust you. It's a good thing to practice humility, and there are a billion ways to do it every day. Here's some. If you see litter outside or something that has fallen off the shelf at the store or the dishwasher is full or you're in an annoying driving situation, it's easy to say that's someone else's dirty or annoying problem. It's something else to think. It's not beneath me. And then do it. And not so much because it helps the rest of the community, but it does but to help you in humility. Because Sirach told us today, humble yourself all the more the greater you are. Because the greater one might be tempted to think that they are, the more that person needs to be reminded that in God's eye, in our Father's eye, we are all brothers and sisters and equal in dignity before him. Here's the best place to work on humility, bar none. Confession, to say out loud to God and to another human being, this is what I did. I remember as a, a younger person trying to come up with all kinds of creative ways of saying my sins so that they didn't sound quite as bad as they actually were. And people do that all the time in confession. I could write an urban dictionary for all the euphemisms for certain kinds of sins. It would be interesting. But you know what? There's great freedom, which is what God wants for you, in not having to hide. And that's a great practice for all of life and what God calls us to in this life. Live in the moment. Don't spend time and energy hiding behind masks and managing deceptions. Know that God loves you because he made you for who you are. And in this life, when you find someone who loves you, to rest in knowing that they love you, who are loved, and not just some version of you that you have to struggle to match, that you're loved as your heavenly Father knows you and loves you.